Well, you can't go wrong with cocktail weenies. They taste as good as they look, and they come with this delicious red sauce. It looks like ketchup. It tastes like ketchup. But brother, it ain't ketchup. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Again, that quote was from Homer in the episode Black Widower. My name is Greg. My name is Alan. And we are going to be talking to you about two more episodes of The Simpsons Season 3. One of them will be Black Widower, and the other one will be Colonel Homer. Um, Colonel Homer. Yeah. I believe it's pronounced. Uh, I was actually going to bring that up. <laughs> the word Colonel is my... It's the weirdest of, word in the world. One of my least favorite words <laughs> Simply for ever. the way it's spelled. Ever, yeah. Um, for, for the way that it's pronounced, because mm. it sounds like there's an R in the yeah. name, right? And the way that the British pronounce the word lieutenant. Lieutenant. Well, lieutenant. Yeah. There's no F. Yeah, why do they do that? Do you know? Yes, I do. Oh, actually. Tell me. I do. Here's a little fun fact for you. Uh, it's because a lieutenant is an officer, and if... Uh, what's what's slang for the bathroom in English? The loo. The loo. And so if you were uh, an enlisted man and you said lieutenant, it would be thinking that you were making fun of a uh, superior officer. toilet officer. tenant. Yeah. <laughs> like poo-tenant. Exactly, like poo-tenant. And you could do, uh, actually you could do time in the stocks for it. Wow. Yeah, so it's lieutenant. That's so weird, like... Oh, it's stupid. <laughs> like, uh, excuse me, Lieutenant. Excuse me! Excuse you! That's just the way the word's I pronounced, sir! I bust you down to Sergeant so fast. Well, then you should change the way it's pronounced, Sergeant! <laughs> anyway. yeah. yeah. Do we have any corrections and omissions? Nay. Good. I'm really glad. <laughs> I'm very glad. Yeah. Uh, what we do have is a supersized episode. That's so. right. Yeah, not in content, but just amount of people who we have sitting at the table. Well, don't, uh, you know, we, we, it might be supersized in content. This uh, might go for four hours. I, I mean. don't want it to. Okay. I really don't. <laughs> so we have to say hello to uh, Janelle and Ali. Yes, our two guests. Hello. Hi. How's it going, guys? You may remember me from when I said poo tenant two minutes ago. <laughs> I do remember you from that. You're welcome. And only that. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, That's all I know about you. Nice drama clear callback there. That's great. Uh, and Janelle, where will we remember you from? You may remember me from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Allie as well. That's yeah. my single credit. <laughs> Is that on IMDb already? Are we on IMDb? Are <laughs> podcasts on IMDb? I, I it's hope so. It's a movie database. <clears throat> oh, I thought it was internet IPCDB. meme database. IPCDB. IPCDB, that's right. The internet podcast database. Sounds like a crippling, debilitating it, illness. It's... <laughs> IPCDB? Yeah, I've got IP, IPCDB. Oh man, it's bad. has got IPCDB. <clears throat> it's no good. Pardon me, and. Is it the IPCDB? Internal TV is it's really a, messing with my throat. It's, it's internal rather than external prostate cancer and diabetes. Wow. That's terrible. <laughs> That's actually the worst thing you can get. Yeah. So, good. Glad none of us have that, as far as I'm aware. Yes, oh, oh what, IPCDB? Yeah. You mean? IPCDB, yes. Oh, shocking news, by the way, oh, no. guys. No. Okay. Um... That would be Tonight, you just have you just have IPC. Yeah, you don't have the DB yet. Yeah. That that would be crazy though. That's like if that was a thing. <laughs> if it was like a surprise like no. announcement. 
God. By the way, guys, I have cancer, and, and I wanted to tell you for the first time on this podcast and live. diabetes. Yeah. I lost my left foot. <laughs> Luckily, that's where the cancer was, so I'm one We're for good. one. <laughs> so I'm fully healed. <laughs> why I took this time to tell you. Uh-huh. So, how have you guys been? Yeah, this is a segment we like to call, how have you been? Great! Yeah? Yeah! You were just on the podcast. I was. And so were you. Like two episodes ago. Yeah, so like this I've is... i a bit more space. This has been a... People a pretty, are going to get sick of us. It's a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. No, but we're, we're throwing a twist into it. Whoa. We're having two of you on. Whoa. That's right. Yeah. So it's, it's not the same thing. Fast. It's what we did with Craig and James because they were, they were on <laughs> like one after another. And so we were like, let's just have you guys both on. See how they riff against each other instead of just us two. I think we won. Well, yes, well, yeah. it is always a competition. <laughs> and know. unlike your previous guests, we knew the podcast existed. That's true. <laughs> that's yes. right. That's true. Yes. Yeah. That's, uh, that's always an ace up your sleeve. <laughs> thanks, well, Char- well thanks for coming on, Charles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, great. Uh, any? Uh, do you get any Simpsons news? We got anything interesting happening in the world? We watched the Halloween episode. Oh, the yeah, Greg mentioned that on the last. Uh, what did you think of that one though? Uh, I liked it a lot. I like it when Lisa gets to be a little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, you like yeah. Taylor? Yeah. I didn't like Taylor. You don't like Taylor? This is a retcon. What? A what? A retcon of what? Retroactive continuity. No, I know. I know. Of what? Of Lisa's childhood. Alright. Oh, yeah. Like, there was never any mention of Taylor, but it apparently was very important to her. Yeah, when she was seven. Which is fine. They do that often with the show. Like, it's a fluid continuity with a lot of things. But, uh, I don't know, a lot of the stuff just bugs me when it's... Like, if it was just, like, one phase in her uh, in her childhood, that'd be okay. But it was, like, for a long Recurring, portion. Yeah. yeah. So, right. anyway. Yeah, they had 25 and years. And it was gross. It was gross, you guys. What? What was it, a raccoon? There was a stuffed raccoon tail. Yeah. Oh, stuffed? Yeah. Well, I didn't think it was a real I thought it was a real tail? raccoon that's tail. That's horrifying. Oh, yeah. No, that, that's awful. Okay. Like Snowball's tail. <laughs> she just has her dead kitty's tail. Yeah. That's terrifying. That would be sad. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my Simpsons news. Great. Yeah. Great. Canel, anything new happening Simpsons-wise? You were at Trivia last time. Briefly. Yeah. As were you. Yes. Did you want a hat? I don't speak of it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the hat had already been claimed. It, I was I was asking you, did you want one? Because Alan spoke for you. Not a hat person. <laughs> well, there you go. He was right then. Okay. She's saying that because I said it. <laughs> she said it with daggers you know in her me eyes. So well. Listen. <laughs> you just broadcast to the world my hat preferences. Well, you gotta let me know about your hat preferences if you want <laughs> me to get you hats ever. <laughs> the 20th episode of The Simpsons' third season is called Colonial Homo. Homo. Colonial Homo. Homo. And it's directed by Marl Kirkland. <laughs> Sorry, it's just the IPCDB. Yeah, it works up sometimes and manifests itself as a cold. Um, Mark Kirkland directed this episode and it was written by... Matt Groening, ah. the one and only. Holy shit balls! I don't mean he's the one and only. I mean this is the one and only episode he's written. That's what? right. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. He wrote the Tracy Ullman shorts, and he has, I think, partial writing credit on uh, twenty-two short films as and well several as several Halloween episodes. 
Right, and um, the twenty or sorry, the some enchanted evening. Mm-hmm. I think there's one more, but yeah, this, but this is, is one his uh, sole sole writer credit. Yeah, <clears throat> and um, I I didn't I didn't like this episode. No, really? Yeah. Why not? Uh, I think it's filled with a lot of uh, uh, holes as far as the story beats go. Mm. But we'll get to that. Okay. Um, well, this, this episode is all about uh, Homer becoming a, an army uh, sergeant, I believe. Yes. Right? Army colonel. A, a colonel, right, of yeah. course. That's right there in the name. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. No, uh, he um, runs... He, basically, him and Marge get in a fight because they go to a movie theater and he's talking throughout and she yells at him. So he, you know, needs to clear his head, so he goes to a drive out, out of town um, and winds up at this redneck bar and uh, stumbles upon this uh, this waitress who's also a singer, and uh, her song really touches him. So he decides he needs to, like, put it on a disc so he can, like, have a copy. And then, you know, because of that, he, you know, eventually becomes her manager, helps her develop a music career, and then um, finds out that she wants him. In a romantic sexually. way, sexually, thank you. Um, and basically has to choose his family over getting lucky with this lady. Uh, Marge throughout the episode is very jealous um, and uh, upset at Homer basically being oblivious to the fact that, she, that this is kind of a romantic thing. Um, and yeah, so in the end he, of course, realizes it because she full-on kisses him and uh, goes back to his family. So it's really, uh, mm-hmm. really touching when you think about it. Totally, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's touching, <laughs> but there's also there's also some serious um, uh, lack of motivation in a lot of ways in in this episode. Uh, specifically, um, the one that really sticks out in my brain is uh, Bart saying, "As much as I hate that man right now." You gotta love that suit. Homer hasn't done anything at that point. He doesn't actually do anything to deserve hatred. From... I think I think Marge has been telling the kids some stories. Okay. I mean, if she's okay. been a good one, she did. Are we she, gonna, yeah, in their Sunday, Sunday best? best. Are we gonna talk about context versus? Are we gonna talk about text now? No, we're gonna talk about Again? the way we always talk about things, Greg. With your mouths. Yes. Alright. We're not going to get into that again, just, are we? Just forget it. You, you, you admitted defeat. I'm every time I'm on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last time we thought Janelle was here. Why do you have to make this a thing? Well, because I don't, I don't know. It, I guess you just bring this. I'm sorry, Janelle. Usually I'm a pretty chill and a cool guy. I'm really sorry you have to see me like this, but fuck you, Alan. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> oh, now you got them both crying. <laughs> Sing us a song, Allie. <laughs> I'm finally back beyond. <laughs> uh, that was written by Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah, two of the songs were. The, yeah. the first one she sings as well. Was yeah. Written by her. yeah, they were both written by her, and uh, according to this, in an hour. What? Yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah. So. Really she's like a, she's a singer. Like she's, yeah. She, uh, and she, she played Patsy Cline in Coal Miner's Daughter. Which oh, this episode is partially based on. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, so it's not like she was new to the game. Yeah, and just uh, and I these great radio. songs. Yeah, I never knew that she was actually like a singer mm-hmm. uh, because I only really know of Beverly Beverly D'Angelo because of the uh, National Lampoon's Vacation movie. Yeah, 
Um, By the way, we're, 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 we're in the guest house now, I believe. Right, right. A... Sorry, I'm going all over the place now. That's okay. Um, yeah, she is the obviously the big guest in the show, the only guest in the show. Um, uh, and I think she's great. I think she... She does per- a great job. Yeah. yeah, in particular, she does a, she does a really great job. Um, but it just bothers me about how how fast his family turns on him. That's really what bothers me about the episode. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and he's completely oblivious. Yeah, he, yeah, he's, he's, and that's the problem, right? Is that it's yeah. it's not like a Jacques situation where Marge is like or Mandy. seriously considering or or Mandy. Or Mandy. Oh yeah, is yeah, Mindy. 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 Sorry, Mindy. Mandy's the Barry Manilow song. Got it. That he sings. Um, or or Mandy. Or Mandy. Mandy. <laughs> But no, like in, in with the Jacques situation or the mini situation, you know, the the party is is genuinely tempted by the possibility of yeah, which is why those are both great episodes. Yeah, and it's and it's for uh, for so for Homer with Mindy, it's basically the big reasons because it seems like she's his soulmate. Yeah, in this instance, right? Yeah. Like she's very similar to him and all this stuff. The cookie tells him that you know uh, he should find happiness and new love. Yeah. Um. With with Marge, it's very. Uh, because Homer's terrible, yeah. right? So, like, there's there's two different reasons why, uh, you know, Marge and Homer can be tempted by another. In this situation, A, he doesn't have a reason. Um, B, he's not really tempted by her. You know, he's, like like I said, oblivious to the whole thing. Yeah. Um, he just wants her to become a big star, and he he finds something he's he seems like he's good at, so he's like, yeah, I'll be your manager, and I'll he make sure He even says you... the only thing he wanted to do was share a voice with the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, and on the flip side, like, Marge has no reason to be so angry at yeah. Homer. Immediately. Immediately, because she... she She's a she should, a, she, Well, yeah, and A, she should know Homer well enough to be able to tell if he's actually trying to be with this woman instead of her. If he's actually even tempted. Exactly. Which he's never. No. He never really is. He's like he's he's impressed with himself when he asks her, "Would you have gone all the way with me?" And he's like, "Uh huh, <laughs> yeah, all right." <laughs> like he's I well, just the flow of Homer's uh, journey in this episode doesn't really ring well to me because you know it it makes sense in the beginning because he's mad at Marge or whatever, right? Because she kind of like made him look like a fool. Um, that he would like go somewhere else and get touched by this song that's like, you know, your wife doesn't understand you, but I do. Um, but even after that, he's not like, he's not like you, like you're the one I want to be with instead of Marge or anything. He's just, he's sad and her song uh, touches him. And so he's like, yeah, I'd like to have a copy of it because I really liked it. Um, I mean, in fact, as soon as he gets home, he wants to have sex with Marge. Like that's the first thing he wants. Um, and then he, you know, he has a whole thing with her, and she's clearly attracted to him and, like, wants to be with him and all this stuff, but he's oblivious to it until she sings the Bunk With Me Tonight song, but even then he's like, he's like, oh, Lurlene, he's like, I gotta go, but then, like, he's right back into it right away, there's no, like, uh, you know, moral, like, oh, like, should I keep doing this because she wants to be with me and I don't want to be with her, or should I, you know, go back to Marge or anything like that? And then he's, like, in the room, and she kisses him, and he kind of, like, kisses her back for a bit because of this romantic, like, flashes before his eyes. And then he has that whole moment where he's, like, you would have gone all the way with me, right? And she's, like, yeah. And he's, like, like oh, rats. Like, almost almost had you. And it's, I don't know, it's all so very inconsistent, I think. And so it kind it's, of makes this, it this, uh, the, the through line of this episode is not written very well. No. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> like... Yeah, like stick it, with your uh, creating The Simpsons and then stepping aside. Yeah, stick with your wife. Um, 
like it, I, I found it. I found it quite weak, mm-hmm. uh, especially compared to the one that comes right next. Of course. Um, but what did you guys? Well, I mean, it's super inconsistent. But like that being said, this was one of the episodes that I remembered like the most clearly as a child. Um, like we were watching it, and it got to the it got to the point. Um, like the whole movie theater bit beforehand. And then they're like, oh, Lurleen. And instantly I remember the entire episode um, because when I was a kid, it was like, oh, yeah, this episode's awesome because country music is good, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it's an episode that I remember really well, but never never have the urge to revisit. I... I think it's like Return of the Jedi for me. Like, I really liked it as a kid, Mm -hmm. but then when I watched Mm. it as a grown-up, it's like, oh, there are flaws (laughs) here. There's some holes, yeah. There's some issues, yeah. Oh, four endings, really? (laughs) Oh, Han Solo has no balls. (laughs) Hold on a second. You're telling me that the Emperor concocted this whole scheme to get them on the moon of Endor... But it's where the actual shield generator it's is. It's actually there. It's not a decoy. <laughs> and he's Guess the what, most Emperor? powerful thing in the galaxy. <laughs> Your wow. plan would have been perfect if that was a decoy. Oh, yeah. 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 Because then they would have been like, yeah, we exploded, like, we succeeded. And it's like, nope, sorry, Death Store's still operational. <laughs> Perfectly operational. <laughs> Killed everyone. Yeah, and he just shoots the planet. Yeah. Destroys it. yeah. <laughs> wow. Or have the shield generator, I don't know, on the ship. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Idiots. <laughs> Sorry, Return of the Jedi is bunk, and anyone who says otherwise is wrong. But, as a kid, I thought that was the best Star Wars movie. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, Jabba's Palace part still holds up. Yeah, Jabba's Palace, you got Leia's bikini. I really thought the Ewoks were cool. Yeah, I mean, like, (laughs) when you were, yeah, when you were a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the original edition, not the special edition. Yes. Yeah. With that's a strange cool. dance number. Yeah, Jabba, Jabba's Hut. Oh, Jabba's yeah. Hut. Yeah. That's, that's what it's always says, right? Jabba's Hut. Jabba's Hut. Yeah. <laughs> Come on down to Jabba's Hut. <laughs> with me, Jabba the Hut. <laughs> Some people call it the Hut Hut. We, we got, we got <laughs> Twinkly Weeklies, and we, we got Face Monsters, Rangos. <laughs> and we got Pig Soldiers. We got, we got everything. And we got Fake Doors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this episode is very much like Return of the Jedi. Yeah, very, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Which explains why, Janelle, you did not like this episode. As well as you didn't like Return of the Jedi. Did you not like Return of the Jedi? Well, I saw it for the first time a few days ago, so... Oh, oh yeah! yeah. You told, you told no me about that. No haze of childhood. To, <laughs> to, to you were watching it with clear eyes. That's really great, actually. What, what, were, you, what were your uh, raw I, emotions? I finally understood... I went, this is Star Wars? This is... Because <laughs> I just watched 4 and 5, right? I'm like, okay, I think I have a handle on this Star Wars thing. Yeah. Oh, and and like then that how... just blows everything out yeah. of the water. It's just balls to the wall crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a very... It's a, like, when you watch it again, it's so 80s. Mm. Like, everyone was yep. on coke. <laughs> who was making Especially Return Carrie. of the Jedi. Yeah. Especially Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Right. Uh, what the... One of the, one of my favorite things is just like is is watching how incredibly dark Empire is and how well the the all of the battles are choreographed specifically the sword fight at the end and mm-hmm. how friggin' awesome it still holds up today yeah. and then the next one <laughs> you're right it's balls to wall 
batshit crazy, and instead of a thoughtfully choreographed uh, character-building lightsaber duel at the end, we have a guy who shoots lightning at people. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like okay, that's a thing, I guess. Yeah. Good for you. Now, young Jedi, you will die. <laughs> Zap. Uh, Father, please. Yeah, yeah, that's actually one of the better parts of the movie. Oh, yeah, I, I love the something. whole uh, Emperor Luke Vader. If Try like that, head. if that was all shot or shown in its entirety without cuts to Endor. Oh yeah, without the yeah. three other things that are yeah. going on. Geez. Everything that happens on Endor is kind of bullshit. Well, especially because Han Solo doesn't even kill anybody. Han Solo. Han Solo. Sorry, my. And he grabs Leia's boob. What? Watch for it when she gets shot. She she goes ah and like and he goes to like help her and he goes like like he goes like shoulder and then boob like it's just like it I, like I'm pretty sure it was just Harrison Ford I don't think it was intentional but I'm pretty sure it was Harrison Ford <laughs> like being like oh no and then like but it, I don't know it looks like he gives her a little squeeze well, anyway Carrie Fisher was not allowed to wear a bra while shooting good <laughs> burn the bra right ladies <laughs> free the nipple all right um so. Colonel Homer is The Simpsons' Return of the Jedi, is, yeah. I think, what we've come to understand. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very much what you've already touched on. Nobody in the episode is ethically consistent, especially Marge, who's mm-hmm. usually like the moral backbone of the family and makes the right choices. Even in the beginning, when he's trying to park in the compact car spot and all the sparks are flying, like... She points it out, but she really doesn't stop him. Yeah, she's or say anything. very passive about it. She's yeah. just like, "Well, guess this is happening." <laughs> you, yeah, usually when usually when it's like a when there's a car parking joke, it's like him careening out of control, so that there's nothing that he could have done about it. This right? is like very he, intentional. Yeah, he gets like this is like super. I'm gonna do this. No one's getting in my way, and my family's not even trying. Yep. Uh, so, and, and I can compare this parking joke to the Mountain of Madness mm-hmm. episode where he just comes into the parking lot and just hits <laughs> every <laughs> car. Because like it's, it's a sheet of ice. He's just yeah. driving on a sheet of ice. Right? Um, and uh, the episode My Sister, My Sitter, where mm-hmm. he's driving on the boardwalk. Right. <laughs> the mayor's yelling at him. And, stop, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. And Marge's like, we should really stop the car. He's like, okay. Well, remember where we parked. Yeah, it's the remember where we parked joke. Yeah. Um, they do that a lot. We're and in the itchy lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also a great remember where we parked joke. <laughs> um, maybe the best. Mm-hmm. I agree. Now, uh, with all that being said, does this episode feel like it belongs in the golden age? I would say nay, if I had, a, had, to, had to peg it. Um... A lot of a lot of Homer's qualities in this one uh, remind me of jerkass Homer, who doesn't appear till much later. Um, I think specifically, like you were saying about the parking job, that's a very jerkass Homer thing to do, where he's like, he like he's not that stupid, right? Like, so yeah. he knows he's damaging these other vehicles, but he's so like focused on himself that he yeah. just doesn't care. Like, how are we doing on that side, boy? There's a lot of sparks, so there doesn't say anything. Just like good. <laughs> Yeah, glad to hear. I'd be surprised if there weren't. Yeah, and then all right, everyone out the window. So he knows it, this is, and it just yeah, it's just it, it, it's just icky. I just don't like that side of Homer. Um, and then, like I said, when he finds out that uh, Lur leans into him, um, I, I, I'm fine with him being oblivious up to that point. I think once that point hits, we need to see that change in him, not just like continue to be her manager. Yeah. Until she actually kisses him. Yeah. So. 
yeah, just a lot of aspects of him uh, just are wrong in this episode. Um, and then Marge as well, I think, is very wrong in her characterization. I think this is the first time we've really seen Marge this way, and maybe the mm-hmm. only time. Yeah, um, she was very... sticks out. Yeah. Out of like, car- like, completely out of character. Angry. Like, she's yeah. just, like, Marge doesn't get angry. She gets concerned, and she gets worried. Like, she, like, I could see her in this episode being more, like, very concerned that Homer might leave her. Yeah. You know? And, and, that, and, and trying to fix that. And that's how she was in the, in the Mindy episode. Yeah. Well, no, she didn't know about Mindy. Really? Yeah, she yeah. never... She, did, she she finds out in a clip show. Yeah, she doesn't find out until a clip show. What? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched the mini episode... In which case, she does get very angry yeah. in the clip show. Yeah. I thought... Mm, it's actually really funny. Maybe yeah. I'm... That's a good, I, I actually kind of like that clip show simply because of some of the ways they do the clips. Um, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's just another clip, Simpsons clip show. It's the one about it's, love. It's about love, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Marge is trying to explain love to everybody. Mm. And she uses a bunch of terrible examples. Um, <laughs> one of which is in the next episode we'll be talking about, Black Widower. Uh, where she's like, oh, remember the time uh, Aunt Patty, uh, or Aunt Selma, was uh, going to get married? And it cuts to uh, Bob massaging her feet, and he goes, soon I will kill you. And it cuts right back. She's like, oh, no, no, never mind, that's no good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's a bit in that one where uh, Homer talks, because she tells about the Jacques thing, and yeah. Homer didn't know about the Jacques thing either, right? Oh. And so he's like, oh, like I want you to never see this Jacques again. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Yeah. And then he tells about the Mindy thing, and it yes. cuts to Marge, and she's like, mm, she's like really pissed about it. What happened to Mindy? Yes, what did yeah. happen to her? That's right. Yeah. I, thought, I, thought she, I thought she knew about that. Nope. She was completely mm-hmm. unaware, because it was all happening at work. And they were also, she, he was also unaware of Jacques. Yes. Yeah. yeah I said that. And, and they, they, they both find, I think it's funny that they both find out. In that episode. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, Marge just seems like she should just be... Because uh, we never get to see that side of Marge either. Like with their relationship, it's always Homer does something wrong, and Marge is the one who's in the right, and Homer needs to like prove to her that he's still worthy of her. Yeah. And it would have been interesting to see that flipped, right? Like where Marge has to kind of prove to Homer that that she's still uh, like the one that he wants to be with, and that kind of thing. But instead, it's just her being angry for no reason because Marge needs to be in the right. Well, not no reason, but I guess trying to put yourself in the the headspace of when this aired, was it less culturally acceptable for married men to have female friends? Mm. Like, it definitely know, Marge would latches on to the fact that she's a cocktail waitress. Like, that right. speaks to her character, I guess. But <laughs> it, I'm just it, wondering if our biases... It, right. it definitely would be. It definitely would be, like, uh, a different, like, cultural thing, I, I think. Because, um, Jesus, when was this released? Uh, 1990. Yeah, 1992. Whoa. Um... So, this, Marge, Marge being uh, concerned, as, as Alan was saying, makes sense. She just immediately goes to... Rage. To anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but anger she, without even talking to Homer about yeah, it. Yeah, and she doesn't know what, what it is or anything like that. Um, Homer is completely innocent up until... The bunk with me song. Mm-hmm. He is completely innocent, and then he's not anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? I like him up until that point. Yeah. Right? Because then he turns into jerk ass Homer, and I like and the the character that Homer's been portraying, like the the way he's been portrayed in this episode, up until the bunk with me song is not consistent with who he is in the third act. I think that might be where my big problem with the writing comes in mm-hmm. is that the characters aren't consistent throughout the just the episode mm-hmm. matt 
<laughs> Come and, on, and do your characters. <laughs> yeah, it's like just make make them consistent at least. Like they can be, they they, they can be bad, but you got to make them consistent in mm-hmm. a twenty minute episode. And my memory of this episode remembered it being different. I don't know. Like I remember, oh, like. This is fine because he's he doesn't realize she's into him, and then oh she sings a song, and now he like I remember specifically him going Lurleen. Yeah, I, I thought like, that oh, that's, was that's a shift. Yeah, but then I, we watched this episode today, and it kept going. And I was like, oh no, he's he hasn't shifted. Yeah, and then it's like a weird act uh, or scene in the dressing room where she kisses him, and he's like, my whole romantic life is flashing before my eyes, and he sees like three different instances of girls rejecting him, and then Marge, you know, sweetly saying, you know, I'll always love you or whatever. And I, I don't know what the point of that was. I'm not sure what the character point of that was. Because my gut instinct is, you know, oh, Marge is the love of my life, so I need to go back to her. But why show the, like, the shitty romances first? Unless yeah. it's supposed to be like, oh, Marge is the only one who's ever shown interest in, to, in me, and now this girl is too. So, like, what should I do? You should show just a montage of him and Marge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, um... In the episode Lisa on Ice. Yeah. Where you show a montage of Bar- Lisa, Lisa and Barthely yeah. and sisterly love. Being being good siblings to each other. And and yeah. when and and when you show these three different examples of him striking out essentially. Mm-hmm. Um Thanks for dinner. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's it's like, yeah, is the only reason he's with Marge because she's the only one who's ever yeah. That's, what it's, that's the picture it seemed to it's paint. Po- yeah, yeah. that's kind of a cynical way of putting yeah. it, but it seems like it's it's showing that he has never had experience not being yeah. right. being with or yeah, like having women interested in him aside from Marge. Yeah. And so he doesn't know how to deal with it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the intention there was 100%, but uh, it just it just felt I don't know, it just felt weird. It didn't it didn't feel sweet, which I think is Ultimately, what they were trying to do is like, oh, like Homer and Marge belong together. Yeah, this is a rare misstep yeah. as far as that goes. Yeah. Because they usually manage to pull that off in the Golden Age. Because it also cuts back from Marge saying, I'll love you forever, kissing him, cuts to Homer and Lurleen kissing. Yeah, that was a big misstep. Like, it should just be, oh, my whole romantic life is flashing before my eyes. Flashback, flashback, flashback. Cut back. He's still in that same position, not suddenly kissing her. Yeah. Just so many things went wrong with this episode, I think. Yeah, but but the songs were were great. Yeah, I like the great. songs. Yeah, the songs were quite good. Um, do we want to go on to uh, the uh, reference desk? Sure, real quick. Sure, cool. Beep 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 beep. It's got a bit more of a beat to it. We had a lot of Elvis Presley references, especially the fact that the episode and Homer's the episode's title and Homer's outfit outfit. References Elvis's Elvis Presley's manager, mm. Colonel Tom Parker, mm. or Colonel, Colon, Colon, Colon Powell, Colonel, Tom Parker, Colin Powell was Colin Powell, Elvis Tom Presley's Parker. manager. Yeah, uh, um, and the films playing at the um, at the movie theater um, are parodies of just everything. Uh, <laughs> There's a parody of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids with Honey, I Hit a School Bus. Uh, Look Who's Oinking is a parody of Look Who's Talking. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Ernest versus the Pope. <laughs> and there's and we only see theaters 22 through 28 yep. at, the, at the Googleplex. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, so, Bart mentions another Ernest movie. Yep. I don't know what it there's is, two at the exact uh, same time. Ernest 
says cheese, Ernest, Ernest hits the cheese, something about cheese, right? <laughs> Ernest cuts the, the cheese. Ernest cuts the cheese. Yeah. Ernest, Ernest, Ernest cheese. has cheese. <laughs> er, Ernest has cheese and everybody has a nice lunch. Shortest movie ever. Well, they're really cranking out those Ernest movies. Yeah. They were, I don't know, though, I don't know. Ernest point. has oh cheese. Yeah. Just give him, give like, him cheese. Oh, holy he'll, shit. he'll make it funny. The, uh, the fictional character of Ernest P. Worrell. Oh my god. Played by Jim Varney. Who will played, go on to guest on The Simpsons yeah, in season played, 9? Played by Jim Varney. Um, Ernest goes to camp, saves Christmas, mm -hmm. goes to jail, scared, scared stupid. stupid, rides again, yeah, he does. goes to school, oh. slam dunk Ernest. Wait a minute. <laughs> Ernest goes to Africa no. and Ernest in the army. This, what? I don't remember recall the last four. <laughs> <laughs> I was with you up until Ernest uh, plays basketball? What was it? Ernest slam, slam dunk Ernest. Yeah, slam dunk Ernest. <laughs> Uh, Ernest, Are you sure you're not getting confused with an Airbud movie? Ernest goes Air to Bud spikes back. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, Ernest goes Air Bud Golden Receiver. Golden Receiver, yeah. Angels Air Bud World Pump. <laughs> um, spinning fetch. Everything from Ernest Goes to School to Ernest in the Army are all direct to video release. That makes Obviously. sense then. Yes. Yeah. That's why I didn't. Because I, yeah. I only see Ernest movies in theaters. Um, uh, there Ernest was a. Scared Stupid? Scared Stupid. Scared Stupid. It. Terrified me as a child. Yeah, that's actually yeah, a pretty scary it's movie. It's a really scary movie. Little Gremlins or whatever. Yeah, and it returns the into like wood goblins. statues Sorry. or something like that. Yeah, that yeah. one was... Horrifying. Yeah, it was on Movie Central all the time, and I was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> that's some nightmare fuel. Yeah, yes. uh, there were uh, scrapped films. Uh, one was called Ernest Spaced Out. Which That's was amazing. Su supposed to be a kind of lost in space movie. Yeah, why Can you just make this an Ernest podcast now? Review <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, all the Ernest absolutely. movies. The importance of watching. Ernest. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. There's two. There it is. We found the title. There, there, there's two others. There's two others that were scrapped. Uh, and so these were the ones that didn't make the cut, but okay. Slam Dunk Ernest it did. Made it. I mean, come on. Um, Ernest and the Voodoo <laughs> Curse. Good. And. Uh, Oh, Ernest and the Water Baby. What? Water Baby. Water Baby. What like, is that? He like has a, a, he has a baby. <laughs> and it's Described as Ernest meets E.T. So it's an alien yeah. type deal. It's a sequel deal. of Ernest Spaced Out. Yeah, yeah <laughs> possibly. He yeah. comes home with a water baby. Yeah. Now I have to learn how to take care of it. Oh. Oh. I don't even know how to take care of human babies. <laughs> <laughs> this is made out of water. Oh boy! It fills all the contents of the thing it's in. It's, it's complete liquid. <laughs> I have to keep it in the tub at all times. All right. So, my God. Ten so the other movies we saw on the Googleplex were, were "I'll Fry Your Face" three, "The Smell in Room 19, "Space, Space Mutant Six, uh, "The Stockholm Affair," and uh, the other three you already said. Stockholm Affair is the one they end up going to That's see. That's right. Yes. Margin Holder. Yeah. Yeah. It's a spy movie. A taut political thriller. Political? political. Aww. <laughs> I actually really like the Homer's, uh, uh, what's the word? Attitude at the theater. Oh, like, I, I think, think it's, it's really funny. Super funny. Yeah. Uh, that is what seeing a movie in the theaters is like with my dad. <laughs> like, completely. <laughs> Who's that guy? What did that guy say while I said, who's that guy? Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh, I heard how this ends. Uh, and he's he's gotten to the point where he boos 
at <laughs> commercials. Oh. In in theaters. Like ads? Ads. Oh. Ads or trailers. He just boos. Oh, I mean, ads I can see. Trailers? Come on. Yep. If it's not for you, just uh, move on. Yep. Well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, of course, oh yes, of course there's the, uh, there's a reference to the, uh, Dueling Banjos kid from, from Deliverance. Deliverance. He yeah. appears twice in the episode, once when Homer's driving into the trailer park, and once when he is, uh, at the recording studio. Mm-hmm. Um, he's playing his banjo at the, uh, at the trailer park, and waiting to record what will no doubt be a hit bluegrass record. Oh. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, it's, uh. It's a really good one. <laughs> um, Lurleen appears on a uh, television program uh, called Yahoo. Yeah, which what is, is a that? Spoof a... of Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Or, sorry, Hee-haw. Hee-haw. Is, that's that's an actual thing. Yes. Okay. It's it was an old uh, country variety show, where so like it's pretty accurate parody of it. Um, from All my right. understanding, I've I've never actually watched an episode. But, okay. But the cast of Yahoo includes Yodel and Zeke, Butterball Jackson, Freddie Boy and Yuma, Cloris Moselle, Big Shirtless Ron, Orville and Hurley, Cappy May, Hip Diddler, Rudy, and the Yahoo Recovering Alcoholic Jug Band. Was that in alphabetical order? Mm, yes. Good, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Um, is that the... Uh, is, is, is that the... Is that it for the reference desk? <laughs> Are we good? Can, I think we're fine. Can we move on? Sure. All right. Clear on the desk. Uh, favorite joke in this episode, folks. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I got one. Okay, good. Uh, it's when Yodel and Zeke takes the stage at the <laughs> bar, and uh, they hit him on the <laughs> immediately on the and with a right. chair, yeah. and then someone throw they throw a bunch of stuff on stage and a pig. Pig, yeah. Throw <laughs> the pig on stage. Yeah. Uh, that was that was really really funny. And Yodel and Zeke appears later on in the episode. He's got a big bandage wrapped around Aww. his head in the Zeke. What, for yeah. the uh, Yahoo Yahoo uh, mm-hmm. Country Hour or whatever. Um, yeah, that that would be mine. Great. Um, I would say uh, I actually really like the bit with Lurleen um, saying "bunk with me tonight." When she has like has to spell it out to him, I think that's really funny. Where she's like, uh-huh. yeah, he's like, uh huh, right, <laughs> and then Lurleen. Like, I think that's all really funny, um, and it's perfectly with Homer's character, yeah, um, which is why it works. But um, ruined by the next act. Uh, I also really like the uh, part in the beginning where he first enters the redneck bar, and the guy goes, uh, "I want to fight you." Them's fighting words. <laughs> Classic, yeah. yeah. That's that's one of the jokes that I remember very, very well. Yeah. And it's a very good, obviously, writer's room joke. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that That would not... Be, no, that would not be in the first draft of any script. <laughs> no. yeah. right? It has no place. But it's like, it, it's like here, Matt Groening submits the draft, and it's just like, okay, now we get to punch it up. Yeah. Right? Now we get we to... need to color the redneck bar when he enters. Yeah. So let's let's yeah. get, throw some jokes out. Come yeah. on, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, like, when, when the... The first draft of a Simpsons script is all they always try and put jokes in, right? But it's mostly about the story, right? They mm-hmm. they need to put the story in first. And then they the writers Yeah, and then the writers get to make it every every page has to have at least three good jokes. Mm-hmm. At least. Every page of the script has to have or at you're least fired. three That's good jokes. That's how I plan hours of my life. Three good jokes for every page? Hour of my life. Yeah. I've been trying to get it up to every half hour. Wow. It's exhausting. Yeah. yeah. It's including while he sleeps. Weird. Yeah. yeah, so, like, if I miss 
then it carries over. So you have to I have, catch up. Yeah, I have to catch up. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. you must be really. I'm really behind. behind. I'm not funny. Based on this last <laughs> hour, yeah. <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> Um, my favorite—I uh, don't know if it's so, so much a favorite joke, um, but it's probably my favorite scene leading into my least favorite joke, which is the Lurleen uh, recording session where I'm glad you with, that up. with the with the band and and Maggie's <laughs> sitting on the wheel and it's just like super fun and the song's really Bye, good. Bag me, Homer. Yeah, and like that was, on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the whole scene is like really fun and I really like it. And it's like one of my most memorable, uh, like Simpsons memories from, mm. from childhood. And then it leads into, oh, we got this weird grinding yeah. noise. And Marge is just like got this horrifying <laughs> look on her face and grinding her teeth. And she's outside of the recording booth. <laughs> so the joke doesn't no make sense. sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I guess... It's not really a joke, but um, when Homer goes back to Moe's and mm. says that he was at another bar and, and Mo says, wait, you went to another bar? Like, he's genuinely yeah. hurt. And then he's like, oh, he's like, I was uh, like 35 miles out of town. Or he's like, oh, Homer. Oh, <laughs> oh man. He broke I, the sacred bartender customer right. relationship. I, I really like that, but not because it's funny, but because Moe is hurt. Yeah. yeah. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I really like that he's emotionally hurt by that. Yeah. He deserves it. Um, he does. Oh god, he's the fucking worst. Um I I just before we before we move on to the next episode, I just wanted to really quickly mention um Lenny singing to his bowling ball. Oh my god. Oh that was god. Good. Yeah. <laughs> is that kind oh, of I like I like Lenny a lot because I feel like he's a good go-to character for that kind of joke where yeah. it's like he's very easily like convinced of things. Yeah, like, totally. you know, like like oh Homer's saying to his ball. It's like well he's bowling a whatever something really good. Too easy. Yeah, so so he's like really. He immediately is like, well, I'll try it then. All right. Yeah. I'd like to get a good score also. <laughs> the song that he picks is ridiculous. <laughs> what is the song? There's a kind of a hush all over the world. All right. Is that the full title of the song? Yes. Wow. Never heard it. Yes. Uh, Let me see here. It's a popular song written by Les Reed and Jeff Stevens, which was a hit in 1967 for Herman's Hermits, and again in 1976 for The Carpenters. That's the one I know of. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh. Wow. Shall we move on? Sure. To the next episode, which can we agree was better? Yes. Yes. All right. It's called. (laughs) It's it's called Black Widower, and it features the triumphant return of one sideshow Robert Underdunk Terwilliger. Yes. Who? Sorry. Sideshow Bob. Oh, sideshow Bob. Sideshow Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And it also features a writing court credit by Sam Simon. Yeah. Story credit. Yeah. Which is good. Kind of strange at this point <laughs> because his relationship with the boys in the writer's room and the, uh, well, not the writer's room, but uh, Matt Groening and James L. Brooks was strained at mm. best at this point. Um, uh, have you guys, have you, did you hear about Sam Simon? Do you know about this? Have you, have you heard, you about, this? Have you heard yeah. about this? Sam, Sam Simon got out of The Simpsons with like the greatest deal of all time. 
to like just get him out of the way. <laughs> um, like James L. Brooks and Matt Groening gave him a piece of The Simpsons, or I guess like his lawyers got him a piece of The Simpsons for the rest of his life. I want that. Yeah. Um, and this, like, he, he just, he didn't do anything again. He just lived out the rest of his life. That sounds right. Fine. Yep. <laughs> he was good. Yep. And every couple of years... You say was. Did he die? He died recently. That's yeah. unfortunate. He died, yeah, he died of cancer, I think. Yeah, it was cancer. Um, if you if you want, we did a, um, we did a, a Sam Simon retrospective on, um. uh, on an episode of The Cinepals. It kind of acts as episode zero of... <laughs> An unofficial prequel yeah. of... Oh, I see. Of Two Bad Neighbors. Two Bad Neighbors. Yeah. It's kind of where we came up with the idea to do this after Ife told us we should do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's our idea, damn it. <laughs> uh, so, this episode is uh, officially written by John Vitti and directed by longtime Simpsons director David Silverman. And we have... Sideshow Bob back, and he's one of my favorite characters. Oh, yeah, know. easily. Yeah. <laughs> this was also one of my m- most memorable uh, Simpsons episodes. That's interesting, because they're one after another. I know. There you go. <laughs> maybe it was a double-featured Maybe I was day. just... That was, maybe that was when I started making memories. Oh, that day. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, I would we have found been, it. like, what, four? This was uh, April 9th, 1992. Yeah, I would have been four years old. Wow. Wow. That's when people make memories. Yeah. Four. Yeah. On the nose. <laughs> I also, I didn't, I can't remember anything past yesterday. Well, yeah. it's a problem. It's from a, due to an unrelated drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's unrelated. <laughs> I, think, I think it kind of, you know, covers everything. Yeah. So what's this episode about, Alan? I can't remember. Uh, oh. Shocking. God damn it. Um, so... Uh, Aunt Selma, Selma and her new boyfriend. Selma brings home a new boyfriend. Turns out to be Sideshow Bob. Ah, Sideshow Bob! And uh, he, of course, proclaims to be reformed. Um, Bart is suspicious as ever. They get married and uh, go on their honeymoon. And, of course, we find out that he is indeed planning on killing her. For her money. For her money. Does she have a lot of money? Well, yes, she invested in a mace corporation before society crumbled. Got it. So she's doing well. Um, <laughs> I never got that joke. I was like, Mace? What's Mace? Yeah. What are you talking about? Some company I don't know? Yeah. yeah. It's like, are you talking about like Macy's? Because in Macy's day... What? No, she means like spraying Mace. Yeah. Because it's super popular Not the now. medieval weapon. No, no, not the medieval weapon. popular is the right word for it. It's quite popular. Okay. We've got Mace in this house somewhere. Oh, is it mace or bear it, spray? It, it's dog spray. <laughs> right. Okay. Is it a fun game? Like, ooh, it's around here somewhere. <laughs> Who's well, going to find it? We actually like to booby trap our house sometimes. Uh, well, I'm alone. One hit of that stuff and you're south of the border. <laughs> Incapacitating. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, so we find out he is planning on murdering her and Bart uh, solves the mystery just in time. Yay. Yay, Bart. Yay. Yay, Bart. Uh, I, I, I really like it when Bart foils Sideshow Bob in the earlier episodes. I think they're always a, an interesting, um, that they're, they're always done well. Yeah, well, yeah. The, the Sideshow Bob episodes in general are usually framed as mysteries, which yeah. is always fun. Yeah. Um, this one, I know they, they, like, approached some mystery guild of America or something to help, uh, like, write it, yeah. um, or shadow it or whatever. 
Yeah, you can see like when you when you go back and watch it, you can see the uh, the, the moments of foreshadowing. Yeah, and they, they put the threads in there so that you could theoretically solve it before Bart does. Yeah, which is the sign of a good mystery, <laughs> right? I sure. Yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Great. Um, but yeah, so the we we get back in the guest house here with uh, one of our favorite guests. As you mentioned, yeah, Kelsey Grammer, and he's uh, given another opportunity to sing. Mm-hmm. Oh man! And he'll be back next time. And my goodness, will he sing? Ever. Is his next appearance Cape Fear? His next okay. appearance is Cape Fear because it's the first time he goes directly after to Bart. get Bart. Yeah, yeah. And this one, he goes after Bart's family. It's personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it doesn't seem per- very personal though. Well, he's he's doing it to get a Selma's money. And B, because it's Bart's aunt. Did he know that, though? No, That's one thing I never I never uh, really fully understood about this episode, is his real intentions. Because he has the moment in prison where he's, like, you know, making the license plates where he wants to kill Bart. So yes. it seems like he's got a vendetta against Bart. Yes, but, like, the in, in the direction, when he says, I'm going to kill you, and, he, and he's laughing in the car as they <laughs> drive away... Um, the direction that they use is a uh, is a wide shot of the bumper of his car mm-hmm. um, that says "I hate Bart" on it, thus giving you the clue that he's doing this um, because he hates Bart. Right? But he got the letter from Selma before he knew who Selma yeah, was. Yeah, it was very fortuitous that he got it's, a letter it's, from. It's definitely relative. it's definitely some coincidence and serendipity there. Like um, I don't know if she if he even knew who Selma was in relation to Bart until he uh, until he like maybe got the invite to the house. He's like, oh, yeah, that's Bart's house or something. I don't know. So do you think maybe he wouldn't have even thought about killing her? No, I th- no, I think I, he's still planning on killing her. Like I yeah. think I think so. My understanding is that or he is got this, this letter. Bonus he got him. this letter and he's like, oh, this is a good like way to get out of uh, to get out of prison. Um, to like pretend like I'm reformed and all this stuff, and then do some more crime because uh, the prison has changed me or whatever, like you said, right? But uh, I don't know. Yeah, it just seems like really, it doesn't really tie in with Bob's vengeance plots in later episodes, where it's like very specifically against Bart. Yeah. So it's it. I still like the episode. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, but I just yeah. think like the kind of like through line of how it His became. His motivations are unclear. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's tough to say if he was planning on killing her at first. Um, or if he just wanted to get out of prison and used her to do that, and then once he found out he was she was related to Bart, maybe then she decided to kill or he decided to kill her. I don't know. Made even more confusing by the fact that he seems to be learning the facts about Selma at the same time that the audience is. Yeah. The lack yeah. of smell and taste. Yeah. Uh, loving MacGyver. Loving MacGyver mm-hmm. and smoking. You think that'd be something she'd mention in her letters to him at some point? You know. That MacGyver's my MacGyver. favorite show. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but um, it also might be something that uh, Sideshow Bob has never experienced. So maybe he didn't know how much he hated MacGyver. I think that's yeah. I feel like that's probably true because when he watches it with them, it seems like he watches it for, watching it for the first time and just yeah, hating it. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Um, how many of us have been in that situation? Not specifically with MacGyver, but oh yeah, thousands like, of times. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and they. Once again, nailed it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. Just how he's just sitting there, just 
Just steaming, yeah. I'm just generally watching a show with... Like the time my dad wanted us to watch The Gooder. Oh my god. Have you guys ever seen this movie, The Good Earth? No. Holy shit. It's like from shit. the 60s? No. Everyone, no. What is it from? It's from the 30s. From the what? 30s? Yeah, it's Paul Mooney. They made Mooney. movies back then? Oh. Paul Mooney was yeah. a big star in but the 30s had, and it was, 40s. It was a talkie. Yeah, it would have been like because um they 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 had talkies as far back as the late twenties. All right, well I'm not a filmologist. Wow, um, but I no I think it might have been it might have been late thirties early forties. Anyways, this really old movie that's set in China, and is ev- everyone's in yellow face. Just everyone. Just like the most... Like the Simpsons or... No. Everyone. Like just the most offensive stereotype. Mega, 1937. Like... It's an American... And your dad likes this movie. It's an like... American drama film about Chinese farmers who struggle to survive. Now, it stars Paul Mooney and Louise Rayner. Both Caucasian people. Of course. Completely made up. Um, let me see the cast. Okay, <laughs> Paul Mooney as Wang, mm-hmm. Louise Rayner as Olan, mm-hmm. Tilly Losh as Lotus, <laughs> Charlie Grapewin as Old Father, <laughs> Walter Connolly as Uncle, and <laughs> Jesse Ralph as Cuckoo. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so, so those are all casting main, choices. Those what? are all the main characters. They're all white. They're all in yellow face. And then they don't even have pictures of these people. Su Yang as aunt, and then they get more Chinese. Great. <laughs> anyway, so my dad recorded this movie for me. He was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> you, you'll like this. You'll cause... like this. It's got your people in it." <laughs> uh, dad. <laughs> Just wait. Wait. That's makeup, Dad. <laughs> and, and bad he, makeup. And he didn't understand why I was offended. <laughs> it was... I, I didn't know this. I didn't know this. Louise Rayner was nominated for and won the Academy Award for Best Actress. Uh, the well, film the, was, the Academy loves the transformations. So. It's true. Yes. The film was Look also nominated for Best Director, Film Editing, and Best Picture. It's I mean, I mean, Ben Kingsley won for Gandhi as well. Oh, he's actually half Indian. So. Half, though. Yeah, I mean... Half of his face I'm, is yeah, I, in, I Indian mean, face. You're lucky that he got that, that they got that much, right? <clears throat> and to be fair, he looks kind of like Gandhi. Yeah. So... I, I thought he was great in that movie. He was pretty alright. I mean, it's three and a half hours long. That's too Yeah, long. I mean, we were forced to watch it in school. I would yeah. have to make... 12 good jokes during the movie. <laughs> um, so anyway, enough of the uh, <laughs> good earth. This is about Black Widower, and this is a I just want I do want to say I respect Bob for not, you know, being quiet about his opinion of MacGyver. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. you know, like Yeah, I think that's the thing to do. Don't That's don't... what that's what makes a marriage work is communication. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And he's uh, obviously very committed. Although <clears throat> it almost ruins the, the marriage. Until Homer steps in with his advice. Yeah. Which is... Which is excellent. <laughs> what great advice. <laughs> Take some advice from this alcoholic over here. <laughs> Take a walk or go over to Moe's. Yeah. You always go over to Moe's. <laughs> then I come back in the mood for loving. <laughs> he 
shares it like that's his big secret. Yeah. Yeah. I go drink. <laughs> that's how our marriage works. I hate everything Marge likes, but I just go drink and it's fine. Everything is fine as long as I'm drinking. That's 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 Homer. Um, so this episode has a has a great simple premise of um, Sideshow Bob coming back and planning on killing um, Selma. Very very simple mystery premise. Very very fun, and it's the way that they characterize Bob because this is like the first time we get to actually see who Bob is. Outside of the television show. Because mm-hmm. um, there's that moment. There's that brief moment when uh, he gets hauled away. Uh, it's like, watch out for the children. <laughs> I'm a criminal mastermind and they even captured me. <laughs> yeah, And he gets locked away and it's all great and everything. Um, but in this one, we get to see him interact with Krusty during the Emmy Awards. Mm-hmm. Which is so funny. This man is a national treasure. Ah, uh, that's the telethon. Yeah, the Emmy Awards. Oh, that part where he's this in jail. This is one more Sorry. Emmy than you'll yeah. get, you overblown Jack in the Box. Don't drop this. Just don't drop it in the shower, Bob. Hack. <laughs> and then they sedate him. <laughs> Which is a great visual gag. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's just like slowly sink down. And now for the moment of the evening, best video transfer. <laughs> And then they take his Emmy away. Yep, they take it's it away. Contraband. Yeah. So sad. But he gets it back when he gets released. And he says goodbye to Cutter, Ice Pick, and Snake. Which Ooh. is the first time we hear Snake's name. Oh, really? Oh. Mm. He's previously seen, uh, but only named uh, Jailbird in the credits, I believe. Not, okay. Not even given a name in the well, episode. Jailbird is his last name. It's jail- and so, yeah, so now his name is known as Snake Jailbird. And that's yeah. how they've kept it since. Yeah. Hmm. Very nice. Very nice. Thank you for that little fun fact. You're welcome. I'm um, full of them. So what do we think about this episode? Aces. Aces? You said it. Aces and win? Yeah, for me it's a, it's a, it's one I like, uh, mostly because I love Bob, and so any episode with Bob I like uh, in the Golden Years. Um, the, uh, like I said, the kind of haziness of why, of his motivation, why he's doing what he's doing, uh, bumps it down a little bit. Uh, it's not as clear as like Cape Fear, for example, but uh, it's still great. Um... I love as I love the episode a lot more once you know for sure that he's still evil, mm. um, which I know they tried to you know suppress that to keep it keep the mystery alive. Like, is Bart crazy or is he reformed? That kind of thing. But once he can actually do things like soon I will kill you and yeah. like <laughs> laugh maniacally in that, the car, it becomes and... the sideshow Bob that we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which like the sideshow Bob that we know is duplicitous. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and so like I still love seeing him, you know, sing karaoke with Selma, yeah. that kind of stuff. But uh, or <laughs> gallop in the fields. That's great. Anime. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just love the. Uh, I love seeing both sides of him more yeah. often, uh, rather than just like keeping it all safe for the end. But, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I, I really like this episode because you only really get it at the third act, like at the right before the third act break. Yeah, and he does the laugh. When he guitar. does the maniacal laugh, but that's a great payoff. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, I the love honeymoon will be murder. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, god, no one laughs like Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. He's fantastic. <laughs> uh, Bob is one of my 
favorite recurring recurring characters. Absolutely. He's he he's one of my favorite Simpsons villains. Um, probably my second favorite Simpsons villain. Who's your first? Scorpio. Um, <laughs> Got it. Nash. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Is he really a villain though? That's the question, right? Think about it. <laughs> Think about it. We'll talk about it when we get to that episode. Uh, <laughs> Gentlemen, I have the device. <laughs> the doomsday device. <laughs> and to prove I'm not bluffing. Um, well, and to um, to bring a point to the um, to 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 questioning his motivations um, and how it makes Cape Fear better, um, I, I agree with you in the fact that because his motivations are so clear. In Cape Fear, there's actually more room for jokes, mm-hmm. right? And that's why Cape Fear is essentially 20 minutes of gags. Yeah. Because um, it's also not a mystery. Yeah, it's, it's not a mystery. Bart is trying to kill him. Yeah. And he's he comes out and Bob is trying to kill Bart. You said yeah. Bart is trying to kill him. Did I? Yeah. Yes, you Oops. did. Yeah. Thank, that's why you're looking at me. Swap that. <laughs> reverse it. There you go. Um, so as soon as Bob comes out of prison, we know he's got love hate on his three fingers and, <laughs> and turn and flex and skip and bounce and bounce and so we know Bob is out for murder and the whole idea is how are the Simpsons going to deal with this how is Bob going to deal with this because I can't jokes, prove it right? jokes 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 for yeah. 20 minutes and they're all going to be great and if we can't f- fill 20 minutes with jokes we're going to hit him with the rake again now fuck that rake is <laughs> My favorite gag probably in the history of comedy. Ever. Um, I'm so glad you said that. Um, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, I'm sure we'll repeat ourselves once you talk about Cape Fear, but that's, that's like an that invention, like a new joke was invented with that. Yeah. I, like a new kind of comedy. Yeah. Um, Maybe not invented, but perfected. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, whereas in this one, because we don't have his clear motivations right away, we have to spend a lot of the episode with that paranoia where it, I think jokes are sacrificed in place of story, mm-hmm. which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the story structure in this episode is actually a little bit stronger than Cape Fear just because Cape Fear is just so straightforward. Mm-hmm. Right? I like the ambitions that they're going for. In this episode, with like doing an actual like, is he is he not? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Type thing, uh, in the constraints of the twenty two minute time frame, I think that's an interesting mm-hmm. uh, game that um, Al Jean and company are playing, and it pays off quite well. Yeah, uh, I would have a lot of different things to say if it wasn't completely hysterical from <laughs> beginning to end, uh, but it is, um, and I just I just love how they're how they set up. Uh, future jokes with the ah sideshow Bob. That's like the first time they've said that, um, and they'll say it again and again and again and again uh, until Bob brings Bart and Lisa home by their ears one night. Even Lisa, especially Lisa, <laughs> but especially, especially Bob. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> it's also got the uh, something I love about Bob's characters when he does because Kelsey Grammer is so. Uh, multi-talented with his voice work, mm-hmm. where he will say like so at the dinner table in this episode for example where um, you know he's like Bart if I wanted to kill you I would have choked you the minute like a chicken the minute I walked through the door <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's just like <laughs> but then what kind of a guest, guest would, would I be, be? <laughs> yes and he like turns around like that it reminds me of the you know uh, uh, 
urine soaked heck hole or hell hole. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ah, uh, we <laughs> we we think you should have said pee pee soaked heck hole. Cheerfully, Cheerfully withdrawn. withdrawn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh you you can you can see the 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 great uh dichotomy in his character, like the and only someone like Kelsey Grammer who has just the wonderful voice naturally. Mm-hmm. Um and the ability when he's in animation to utilize his voice in such sinister ways because it's like you could a lot of the time you would never imagine that this is the guy who's Frederick Crane. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And like this well spoken man Or Stinky Pete. Or yeah, the Pete Stinky Pete the Prospector. Mm-hmm. Um he's just got this he's just got this wonderful voice that can be that he can lower into a very menacing register mm-hmm. and then immediately bring it back out into mm-hmm. this in, into this transatlantic accent once mm-hmm. again. Um and it's and he sings beautifully. Oh, he sings like a bird. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's a very um, Hannibal Lecter-esque villain in that way. Mm-hmm. I'm referring, of course, to the singing. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's there's that great scene in Silence of the Lambs. I, I was going to say, they're talking about the musical episode of Hannibal. That's Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, I haven't got there yet. I'm no, you haven't? Still in season one, so... Something they don't bring out until season two. <laughs> yeah, they get, it's about mid-range season two. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Because only Hannibal singing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Mads Mikkelsen singing—that'd be so they fun. They actually replaced his singing voice with Donny Osmond. Oh. Did you know it was David Tennant who was originally the front runner for that role? What? For Hannibal? Hannibal? Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Missed okay. opportunity, Hannibal. Okay. He's, in, he's a villain in Jessica Jones. I know. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, dude. What good? have you been doing with your life? I'm watching Hannibal. Ugh. Hannibal's pretty good. Hannibal's That's okay. Good. Um, like Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones is wow. David Tennant, wow. Ace Kristen Ace. Ritter, phenomenal. Yeah. It's great show. It's on my list, you guys. Great show. Why? I don't know why you don't want to watch it. I don't know why you're so angry. <laughs> um... What were you talking about? I can't remember. Reference? <laughs> Hannibal Lecter. Yes. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter. Yes. Hannibal Lecter. Smart villain. Because he's, he's a very learned man, mm-hmm. clearly. And he's evil, but in a very logical, calculating yeah. way. Yes. He's not crazy. He sets out to achieve his goal of murdering Bart. Yeah. And uh, he does it in a very pragmatic way, <laughs> I find. Because um, he has a list. Mm-hmm. Surprise boy in his bedroom and... <laughs> Disembowel him. <laughs> no, I don't like that bowel in there. <laughs> Got, Got him. him. <laughs> yes. I, uh, think, he, well, I would say Hamlet Lecter is very like brutal and willing to get his hands dirty. Whereas like Sideshow Bob says that he's going to disembowel him, but I mean obviously he never is outwardly violent. But all of his schemes seem to be kind of separate. Like let's lay a trap and then watch it happen. Cape Fear is the only episode where his main goal is to actively murder Bart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's about to do it. And he's, yeah, he's about to do with it. The, so that's, with the sword yeah. drop from his HMS pinafore. Is that what it is? Yes. Yeah, yeah. His yeah. planning the crime is like Hannibal Lecter. His committing the crime is more like Dexter. Hmm. He wants it to be ah, very sanitary. Yeah. Controlled. Controlled yeah. environment, yeah. That um, makes sense. I wouldn't even say that his planning the crime is like Hannibal Lecter because, like, Hannibal is incredibly impetuous and very, like, he's just, he's very impulsive. The whole idea is if, if someone, if, if someone, um, is rude to him or he considers someone rude, he will find that person that night and kill them. (laughs) 
and the only reason that there yeah, Hannibal rarely has a specific vendetta. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying it's a perfect correlation, yeah. but like and he, the only reason, the only reason that there isn't a mess is because he ate them, <laughs> right? Um, and he's keeping the rest of them in his fridge. Wait, the what? Yeah, um, Hannibal eats people. Yeah, he does. It's oh. really creepy. Um, but the 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 whole idea of the genius level intellect. I think is the is the direct corollary right there, and I think that's where the um, the, the the transfer between Hannibal and um, Sideshow Bob meet because they are uh, refined gentlemen mm-hmm. of taste. Um, Hannibal, yes, is much more brutal, mm-hmm. um, and I think I don't even think you can compare Sideshow Bob to Dexter because Sideshow Bob is smart. Dexter's a fucking idiot. Sideshow Bob is a good character for most of his episodes that I've seen. And Dexter good is... good character? Oh, like a, the character. Like a, he's a good well, character. Like he's, he's not a morally good character. No, he's not a morally good character. <laughs> it's like, Dexter, Greg, we need to talk. Dexter's just a terrible idea, a terrible character, poorly conceived, poorly pulled off. It's a terrible show. Oh, you show. hate that show. I hate that show. Okay. Yeah. Noted. Everyone in it is an idiot. And it relies so heavily on voiceover, it makes me want to stomp someone. John Lithgow is great. John Lithgow is excellent. It has one good season. <laughs> Sorry, great season. That season's great. It's a good season. Yeah. Um, but even then, it's so stupid because it's so reliant on voiceover. Just like, just act. He's like Michael C. Hall is a good actor. Just let him act the emotions. You don't have to have the fucking voiceover guy telling you what he's feeling the whole time. Dexter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like the the main character. Yeah, it's stupid. (laughs) All right, I don't like it. It's dumb. Okay, got it. Moving on. (laughs) I'm uncomfortable now. Why? Because you just got really angry. I didn't get angry. I got I got passionate. For those of you keeping tabs at home, shows to watch: Hannibal, (laughs) (laughs) Dexter, Jessica Jones. Don't watch Dexter. Don't watch um, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> watch Return of the Jedi if you're a child. Mm. And you like fluffy children, things. Sorry for cursing. <laughs> yeah, why are you listening to this, children? Go to bed. It's nine fourteen. So, it's only released in the evening. Bedtime. Now, um, do we want to go to the uh, reference desk? <laughs> Parody of dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, do it have a stegosaurus. <laughs> Look, Maggie, they have a baby too. <laughs> I love how the first minute is just them making fun of this show. Just they're making fun of dinosaurs, an actual show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On the same network, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. On Fox. Well, it probably it probably was. I think so. Like, or no, because it was a Jim Henson thing, so it might have been on ABC. Mm-hmm. Was Dinosaur with Jim Henson there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Like, he he made the puppets. That makes sense. Yeah. Or the studio did. Anyway. Um, he was you know dead. what? It's it's here. I'm just going to find out. Um, <laughs> yep. Walt Disney Television, Bonavista International on ABC. From April 26, 1991 to 1994, when everyone on the show died. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the, the finale is the Ice Age. Yeah. It's incredibly... What? Spoilers? <laughs> It's been out for 25 Sorry. years. <laughs> I was slowly working my way through 
One episode a year. <laughs> really wondering was, how it was going to pay off. It's on the part when Fran and the man are on the dating game. <laughs> what? Fran and the man? <laughs> you remember the Fran's name? You don't remember Earl's name? Earl, Earl Sinclair? Come on. I don't remember the man's name. <laughs> Bar, what's the name of the man? I like Fran and the Man. <laughs> Fran and the Man. It sounds like a great sitcom. Yeah. Like Talk to the Hand. Yeah. Talk, Talk to, to the, the Hand. Because the face will want to hear it. <laughs> um, so, uh, according to this, it's um, they, he, Bart exclaims it's like they saw our lives and put it right on screen because the Simpsons writers thought that Dinosaurs was a knockoff of the Simpsons. Mm. Which, I mean, you could say that about almost anything. Simpsons did it. Well, yeah, pretty much any sitcom post-Simpsons that was based on a nuclear family. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought Earl was John Goodman. Yeah, I, I saw that correlation, like the correlation of Roseanne more than yeah. to Simpsons. Because, like, even the like the low lower class and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Um, Roseanne's a great show. Okay, classes. Uh, didn't, wasn't the, was, wasn't the, the entire are. ninth season a dream, or was the whole... Uh, yeah, so. it was, well, it was all, uh, Roseanne writing in her diary what she wanted to happen. Um, so the, the family wins the lottery. Because um, her, her, her husband died. Yeah, John Goodman what? dies in Roseanne. Yeah. What? I'm not even joking. Yeah. This, like... He was, like, dead the whole time. This right? is so <laughs> No, just in the ninth season. Oh, just the ninth Spoiler warning on this episode. No. Roseanne is a very old show. <laughs> it's been done for, like, 20 years. Some of us are living in the past. <laughs> That's incredibly depressing. Oh, yeah. yeah. The ninth season's, like... <laughs> It all gets thrown out the the window in the finale, though. So oh my it's, god! Yeah, yeah I, I can't remember. I think it's Darlene or Becky. One of them uh, marries um, dude from Big Bang Theory, and the other one marries uh, dude from Angel. And uh, Dave it's Boreas. nope. Um, Spike. Nope. Um, <laughs> Doyle. Doyle. Oh, Doyle rules. <laughs> Doyle does rule. He's only in the first, like, five episodes of Angel. All right, then. Don't call him the guy from Angel, He then. was the best character, and then they killed him, and then the actor died in real life. Oh, that's, that's a shame. Yeah. But anyway, uh, they each married their respective boyfriends, and in real life it was flipped. So I don't know why she wrote that in her diary. Um, Maybe she her, thought that Her sister came out as a lesbian um, in real life, and so she wrote that out of her diary, because I guess she couldn't handle that. There's all this weird stuff that... It was just a strange experiment, it seemed. Like, let's make a really crazy season and then retcon it all. <laughs> and not get renewed. D yeah, well, thank God. Now, um, there's also a pair, There's also a reference to the Elephant Man. Yeah. As, uh, Lisa imagines yeah. who Bob is. Uh, Bob, uh, recalling his time in prison, uh, references the film Cool Hand Luke. Pretty, That's right. Um, spot on with the prison guard and the mirrored sunglasses and what we've got here is a failure to communicate that whole thing no man can eat 50 eggs that's from Rocky now uh... <laughs> and uh popular musical as miserables correct 24601 wait uh, I believe that's Bob's number from now on yes it is yeah um, and it also is uh, Skinner's Prison number, isn't it? Is this is prison. Oh, his, his, army? his uh, prisoner of war helmet. Yeah, prisoner of war helmet. Yeah. That he sees like, in Herman's shop. The man in the iron mask. Small world, eh? Yeah, it is. It really. really is. When he puts it back on, yeah. he, wore, he wore, still fits. Yeah, he wore it for three years in a <laughs> POW camp, and he puts it on like it's nothing. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, great up. I love Skinner. Yeah. Um, uh, reunion between Krusty and Bob is a reunion between former comedy partners Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin on a 70s telethon. Um, and, of course, there's several references to the show MacGyver. Hmm. And uh, there's a big reference to Batman, the 1960s Batman series. Can I just say that so MacGyver uh, was not a show I was familiar with? But do you think it was made, up? It was made up? Sorry, is MacGyver a real show? It is a real show. Oh my god, you didn't know it was a real show? No. Um, have you ever seen MacGruber? On SNL? Uh, or the movie. I've heard of it. Making yeah. life saving so that's, that's parodying MacGyver. Materials, MacGruber. Uh, MacGyver was uh, Harry Dean. Was Richard Harry, Dean Richard Anderson. Richard Dean Anderson. An American action adventure television series. Uh, it was also on. It ran for seven years. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the whole idea was um, MacGyver. <laughs> Have you not heard the, the, the popular phrase to MacGyver something? Is, so that's, that's obviously Yeah, so like rip yeah. something up yeah. out of like... Yeah. Uh, his main asset okay. is practical application of scientific knowledge and inventiveness to use on common items and a Swiss Army knife. He has a Swiss Army knife all the time. <laughs> that's his superpower. Yeah. Um, he, he, he uses clever solutions um, to solve seemingly unsolvable problems often in life or death situations. Guys, my mind has just been blown. Yeah, see, I was going to bring up that fact about myself, being a little embarrassed. I'm less embarrassed now. <laughs> no, I, I... I... Yeah, make that four. Yeah. None of you knew who MacGyver was until right now? No, I, I, I thought it was... I didn't think it was a thing. At the time. At the time. I yeah, see. When I first saw Did it. Did you just learn of MacGyver's real thing as well? Yes. <laughs> nice work! <laughs> For the listener, they just touched hands. <laughs> wasn't really a high five, it was just a nice it little touch. It was gentler. Yeah. Um, and of course, MacGyver is just his last name. Yeah. His first name is Angus. <laughs> I didn't know that. Angus MacGyver. They, so, Patty and Selma also talk about Matlock, right? No, that's, no, grandpa. that's grandpa. That's Grandpa. Okay. Yeah. I thought, as, as a baby child, I thought that MacGyver was the Simpson version of Matlock. Mm. Oh. Mm. Great. I'm glad we had the same experience. <laughs> I'm glad we were called out on the podcast. I, I didn't, didn't call you out. Call anyone no, out. I volunteered. You volunteered. We both volunteered. Which is a really, which is really weird. We usually do call people out on this podcast. Yeah, well, so right. there's that. Yeah. Any hoot. But I mean, they also have McGarnacle, which what? is kind of a MacGyver <laughs> parody. It's, it's not. In, in name. In, it's in where name MacGyver only. becomes a barnacle? Yes. No, uh, <laughs> McGarnacle is a, is, is a dirty hairy. season. Is a, is a dirty hairy... Uh, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, so as a kid, hearing all these names like Matlock, McGarnacle, MacGyver, McBain... It's, yeah. It's like, why wouldn't it just be made up for the show, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I guess it makes sense that I learned... If McGarnacle and McBain are parodies, yeah. why wouldn't MacGyver be a parody of something, and why wouldn't Matlock yeah. be a parody of something? Yeah, no, I'm makes... pretty sure I found out MacGyver Perfect was a real sense. thing once I started working at uh, A&B Sound or uh, one of those... Electronic stores because I saw the DVD sets. Yeah, so it's not like I learned it very quickly. Oh, it's it's very funny that it's <laughs> that it's a real thing. Yeah, like the you can't watch an episode of MacGyver now without thinking of The Simpsons. I don't think um, so. That's you know 130 some episodes of television that are just unwatchable. Yeah, um, well, it's a, you know it's a steaming pile of non claptrap that never made me want to retch. So. <laughs> 
I can't do it. Even that car chase felt tacked on. <laughs> oh, that's a great little subplot. It also it works so well with with their characters too. Like it makes so much sense that Patty and Selma would love this shitty TV show. Oh yeah. Um, you know that's just like divorce court. Yeah, and it also makes so much sense that Bob would hate it. Yep. So uh, you know it's just very fortuitous that a they had taste. a they had a real show um, that makes sense with uh, their characters for yep. them to have their respective opinions of it. Yep. Because if it was a made up show, then it's just like oh, that's just they just wrote that to. To make it so that he hates it and they like it. But the fact that it's real yeah. is so much better. <laughs> it's so much better that you can actually go and watch one of these episodes. It's like, maybe that's the one that they were watching. <laughs> that car chase did seem tacked on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, do we have a favorite joke in this episode? The foot massage. The one where he's saying different... <laughs> yes. Yeah. The... I... I, I want I want to kill you. Soon I will kill you. What's that? It's like some so petit pied. <laughs> Just French for your feet are beautiful. <laughs> Sanskrit. Sanskrit. Your toes are perfume. <laughs> um, my prepare to be murdered. <laughs> my favorite is either the um, uh, bit with Dennis. <laughs> I was just Mostly... talking to my new friend. Dennis. Dennis. Just like the animation of him lifting up the yeah. name tag and the name Dennis uttered by Kelsey Grammer for some reason is just really funny. <laughs> the way he says it because it's kind of like, it's kind of like a, really that's your name? Like that's a terrible name but mm. you know I'm putting up airs here. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I also really like uh, Chief Wiggum at the end where he says, uh, no please, it's the only way I'll learn. <laughs> uh Favorite joke, Bob getting thrown back in jail. I'll, oh. be, I'll be out soon. The the can't keep the Democrats out of the White House forever. Me and my you know, like criminal friends. buddies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really great. That's a good uh, political joke. <laughs> um, I think the Simpsons are Democrats. I, yeah, I, I, would, I, I would say definitely. most of the writing staff and cast and everyone are very left-leaning. Which, yeah. is, which is great. Especially when they show the Republican Party headquarters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Burns. Yeah. It's Mr. Burns in a gigantic throne with a, with a bloodhound mm -hmm. attached to it. And there's... Um, Nixon. There's, there's Rainier Wolfcastle there. There's uh, Dr. Hibbert. George Bush. George Bush. Um, Sideshow Bob. Just the most reprehensible people. Wretched Hive of Scum and Villainy. Yeah. Um, so mine is probably another Sideshow Bob one, or it's, it's the, that was a, that was totally a non-little bit of claptrap that never once made me want to retch, because the, <laughs> A, Kelsey Grammer delivers that line so great, and B, the animation that goes along with it is so funny when he's just like herky-jerky around, that yeah. never once made me want to retch. <laughs> yeah. And the whole MacGyver thread is just so funny. When he's You're lying! You're lying! <laughs> the things he said. He was so, so cruel. cruel. <laughs> it's really funny. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, that's um, that's our show. You're welcome. Yeah, thank, thank you guys so much for, for being on this supersized episode of The Two Bad Neighbors. 
or just two bad namers. We never called ourselves the the, the, no. the TTBN. It's cleaner. Yeah. It's much cleaner. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> Social network. Um. Yeah. Yeah. The, so we're almost at the end of season three. Almost right? there. What are our next two episodes? Next two we'll be talking about are The Auto Show uh-huh. and Bart's Friend Falls in Love. Aww. <laughs> cute. Yeah. So cute. All right. Not, not well, Millhouse Falls in Love. <laughs> Bart's Friend. <laughs> Bart's Friend. <laughs> yeah. You got the dud. <laughs> it looks like you, you Poindexter. Stand up for yourself, Poindexter. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah, we'll be doing those two, and then we got one episode left, so we'll do a wrap up of season three. Then it'll be a Christmas break. Yeah, and we won't be back until after Christmas. Yes, and we will be diving into a whole new world called season four. <laughs> Shining, shimmering, splendid. Yes. <laughs> now we're going to get sued. Thank you very much. Oh. Um, I think we're really if we play the clip if we right. sing it it should be fun also it's like under a certain amount of 30 seconds yeah it's gotta be right that. okay know. ooga chaka ooga 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 chaka and cut <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, so if you have any uh, questions or corrections or omissions, please email us at thehammockdistrict on third at gmail.com, numerical three. And if you want to send us a tweet, you can tweet at us at Bad Neighbors Pod, or the best way to contact us is via Facebook because we check it. Um, I check all of them, Greg. You check all of them. So I only get that's notifications. All the I'm the only one who's... Neighbor. Yeah. He's... He's not living up to the name. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. My anyway. Good neighbor. Yeah. Thanks to Allie and Janelle for guesting. You're welcome. Come back in season four, please. All right. And we'll see you at the auto show. da 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 Vroom, vroom. These will never be good. Vroom, vroom.